Welcome to SBL Perspectives, the pulse of school business. And the official podcast of ASBO International. The official podcast. And I am Dr. Jack R. Mitchell here along with the esteemed John Bricado. I just I feel like saying the one and only esteemed. I mean, you can switch it up. You know, eh, you know eh. <laughs> Listen, we'll try it out I, next week, right? I, I got to tell you, I'm in a silly mood, but uh, honestly, um, you know, I guess coming on vacation and July 4th has been great. Um, looking for this episode um, because we had a lot of fun, John. So let, yeah. let, let, let us know um, about this one. Yeah, today we wanted to talk about artificial intelligence again. We did talk about it a couple of weeks ago in terms of auditing and how we're seeing things kind of evolve in that space. But we wanted to bring another guest on to dive a little deeper into AI and I think you'll see coming up in the next few months, we may have a few more conversations around this because it is yeah, such certainly. a hot button issue. Yeah, and there mm-hmm. are so many things to consider in our work on how AI can affect it. A I think ton. It's, yeah, we think it's important uh. to kind of just speak about those individually. But at mm-hmm. any rate, today we have uh, Brian Bois. He is a staff developer at the Ostego Northern Catskills BOCES in New York. And we saw him present at our New York conference in June. And he had a lot of really interesting and intense points to kind of drive home with AI. So we wanted to bring him on to explore artificial intelligence a little bit more, not necessarily how it affects our work directly, but how we see just tangentially AI kind of coming into our lives day to day. So a really great conversation with Brian. uh, And here's our conversation with him today. Today in the podcast, we have Brian Bois. Brian is the Model Schools staff developer at Otsego Northern Catskills BOCES in New York. Brian, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Hi, good, good. Thanks. Good, we really good. appreciate you coming on. I mean, it, it speaks a lot because you're taking your time out. Um, you already did the workshop, right? Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. And that's <laughs> one of the big reasons why um, we wanted to have you on. So we're grateful that you're able to come on and uh, really kind of, you know, as I mentioned when we spoke, not go in depth, but just to elaborate a little bit more. Uh, so um, really excited about this and you being on. Um, but like with anybody else on our podcast, just in the beginning, uh, folks who weren't at the conference, who weren't in, in that um, presentation you did, um, if you could just maybe give a sense of uh, who you are, you know, your background, your experience. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I come from a teaching background. I, I got my undergraduate in childhood ed and special ed, and I got a master's in in uh, educational technology. And uh, I taught for about eight years in a pretty rural area up here in the Catskills at, at Cherry Valley Springfield. I taught okay. computer tech and computer science. We had a huge range, nice. K-12 kids. Um, yeah, and and then uh, a couple years ago, I got a job at our BOCES and um, it's uh, we just kind of support 19 regional districts with all types of things. And in my role, uh, I especially focus on technology integration. So yeah, that's kind of the world I come from and continue to support pretty much my goal being to help teachers use tech in their classroom and then, um, you know, how students can can use technology to learn. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you again for coming on and, and yeah. sharing a little bit of your background. Uh, but the real reason we brought you on today is to talk about artificial intelligence. Uh, we had an episode a couple of weeks ago uh, kind of broaching the subject yeah, in terms of how it, it may yeah. impact mm-hmm. the business office. But uh, this is going to be, we feel, a little bit of a recurring theme because it's such a hot button issue. So AI is huge. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. And I think yeah. maybe just kind of leaning into the subject a little bit, can you tell us a little bit how you first had come across AI or artificial intelligence and um, what drew you to find out more about it and, and what's that interest point for you? Yeah. 
so it was always kind of a part of when I was teaching uh, related to that computer science curriculum. Like we talked a, a lot about machine learning um, and how that kind of differs from traditional programming. You know, instead of giving like precise details in, in coding, it's the machine learning is more of like, you know, how it could, uh, you could feed the machine so it kind of learns on its own. So there's always discussions around that. And it always came up with, um, you know, current events, like talking about filter bubbles and algorithms related to social media, um, driverless cars, all those exciting topics as well. So it was always kind of, you know, piecemeal part of our computer science curriculum and important for students to kind of recognize and learn. Um, but then obviously once like ChatGPT blew up, it was such a big part of um, my job as like in model schools and staff developer where I kind of felt the impetus to, to support our teachers with, um, you know, knowing the dangers of it and how maybe they could use it within their own practice and just generally supporting regional schools. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and these topics creep up and all of a sudden it's what everybody's talking about. Why yeah. do you think in your, in your opinion, why do you think it is such a, a hot item right now? Like everybody across all industries are kind of either concerned, excited, or kind of a blend of both about AI. Yeah. I, I think it was just like a surprising technology, right? Like it, it seemed like magic. For lots of people yeah um and uh especially when it was just like released to the public and anyone could use it they were seeing uh all these different ways that it threatened what they were already doing or could make their life a lot easier uh yeah so that just it it, it still kind of seems like magic when you use it right yeah uh, i love it yeah and, and i think too it's like you know i think chat gpt has come to the forefront because it almost yeah. seems human or sentient yeah. But people have been using AI forever, right? I mean, if you even consider Siri on your phone or autocorrect, yeah. that's all AI derivative mm -hmm. technology, right? But it's just, you don't think of it as AI because it's just something we're using every day. I think maybe with chat GPT coming up, it's just like, now this is something that should we be concerned about it? Should we be excited about it? It's, it's a, it yeah. feels you know, new. You know, what's so interesting is that actually this morning, I read something about AI and in, in, um, in human resources. They said that 25% of companies now are using AI in, in HR. And I was saying to myself, wow, that's a lot, you know? Um, and, I, and I mean, the article, it's, it's just something that comes up. Um, you know, I get this articles every day I'm reading. Um, and just how, like, I think they were talking about with it being used in the application process. And that's why I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I wonder how they're doing that. So yeah. that kind of brings me to my, my question. I know, again, I alluded to the presentation you did. You did a great job. And again, I, I knew that this would be a real interest, right? Because, um, you know, many weren't able to attend. And that was like toward the end. That should have been a session yeah. in the beginning, I think. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just maybe, could you just go into some of the uses or some of the common uh, uses of AI, I should say, and, um, yeah. and, and, and any limitations that could be with those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so when we're thinking like, of these AI chatbots like ChatGPT, um, I like to first show people like how you could use it as a learning tool, right? You could use, you could just have a natural conversation with it to discuss, ask it basic questions, ask those embarrassing questions. Maybe you wouldn't ask a colleague or a boss, right? Um, it could simplify some concepts for you. So if you're trying to wrap your head around something, and my favorite is just kind of like making it give you examples and analogies just to illustrate some specific topic as well, right? Um, and along the same lines, like a thought partner, um, I even use it when I'm like creating specific workshops for teachers. I will have it outline some things. I'll make sure that I'm considering covering all the bases that I want to wow. cover. 
Um, so just kind of like having it give me a little bit of information and its perspective and, and almost like mm-hmm. like a colleague that you could sit down and have that chat <laughs> like with. That. But, you know, maybe someone that you don't feel bad bothering at 10 p.m., right? So having <laughs> that thought partner. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then technical assistance with everything. I mean, we, we use okay. so many different types of software. And instead of like looking online for that blog post from three years ago that describes the issue, you could just ask it in natural language yep. and it'll give you, you know, that that spreadsheet mm-hmm. formula that you're trying to figure out. Um, uh, it'll give you that uh, that snippet of code to to automate something. Um, so it could allow you to kind of use it to, to troubleshoot, to figure out how best to use these. You're fully integrated with it. Like, it's like you say, it's <laughs> yeah. a companion. Where yeah. are you guys going out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I just, I'll have it open in another window because you never know you know, what you want to ask it and just to see what its answer will be, right? So just kind of, awesome. yeah, building it Good into stuff. your workflow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and Jack, you, you were talking about that article you were reading. I actually, on my way into work, I was listening to another podcast and AI mm-hmm. was the focal point. And one of the use cases now, which I find kind of interesting, is companies are starting to use it for debt collection services to kind of automate Ooh. that process. Um, wow. I but like that one, of, one of the the issues that were brought up in the conversation was, you know, a lot of states... Um, ban like robo dialing and things like that. So is this it's kind of true. a gray area because it's a little bit more nimble than just kind of auto dialing. And mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, it was saying that how these a lot of these uh, large language models are built is that it has inherent biases built into it, and those yeah. those are kind of the struggles that these language That's models are, are dealing with, That's right? True. So those yeah. those yeah. biases that we we see in our society carry over into into machine learning. Brian talked about yeah. a little bit of that. I remember you yeah. mentioned yeah. some of that stuff in the presentation. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thinking of all the limitations, like bias is one of the big ones. Like we already see it in like AI systems that are built into things already, like in recruitment tools. There's been plenty of lawsuits over how there's bias there, like mm. facial recognition tools, um, even like things like predictive policing, right? And even right. like financing. And like uh, there was a big controversy with the Apple card and how it showed bias. So it already exists and it may, you know, get worse with these chatbots in ways that we can't see. And Because we, we're, we we're building it, not to catch a book, yeah. but really, exactly. but isn't yeah. it, I forget the term for it, isn't it AI that's learning and actively getting better and improving as it goes along? Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's really, that, I guess... You think about that movie where I robot <laughs> they yeah. get nervous, but <laughs> but at the same time, I think that's something that probably will help in the future if they could maybe have that. Uh, but obviously, we have to still be in control of it. I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, but you also have to consider the the data sources, right, Brian? I mean, if it's yeah. scrubbing the internet, there's a lot of awful stuff out there. So yeah. it's learning exactly. that as well. So yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's a tricky situation, but. Yeah, I, I, but I digress a little bit. So <laughs> let, me, let me bring the, the conversation back to, to schools and, and the impact. So, you know, you did speak a little bit of how AI can be used in some of those use cases. Tell us a little bit how artificial intelligence can be a positive and a negative specific to schools. Yeah. Um, so I think there's like a spectrum of use. I always talk about this, like we could decide to use these AI tools to augment what we're already doing or we can be completely helpless and have it do everything for us, right? Right. So um, to start with the positives, I think teachers can use it in lots of ways to almost have their own assistant in the classroom. Uh, It could be used for like assessment tools. It could be used for ideas for teaching specific lessons. It could be used for their own learning and adapting certain pedagogies to their classroom for improving their workflow, like some of the things I mentioned. Um, I always like to mention the ways that it could help differentiate in the classroom for ideas, for differentiating lessons, for um, you know, 
uh, simplifying certain texts and things. Um, I think for students too, it, it, there's positives in how it could be like a personal tutor. They could use this natural language to converse with it, to learn some of these topics too. Um, and we're also gonna see it more embedded into existing software, like all of these tools. Uh, one of my favorite tools from Microsoft is called Reading Progress. And it's kind of like a, a running record that is done by AI. So a student reads to the camera, then it gives them a little bit of feedback about what om omitted words they had, what mispronounced words that they had. Um, and one of the newer tools that they're doing is teachers can generate uh, leveled text at the specific uh, you know, reading level of that student. Seeing in other tools like Kahoot, it will generate multiple choice questions just based off of a standard. Um, so all of these different tools are, are kind of helping uh, teachers and students save a little bit of time, which I think is a positive. Mm -hmm. um, and then the negatives are what everyone goes to first, right? So Correct. I tried to stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it, it perpetuates laziness, right? There's sure. um, students have always cheated. Uh, mm. The issue is it's it's easier more now than ever, and it can be. Um, it's just because of that easiness, uh, more students may be doing that than ever, right? Just to try it out to see what what that is. So I think a lot of teachers are worried about that, uh, and uh, you know. Some students may just copy and paste complete things. Some are incorporating it in more creative ways in their writing and their in their projects and whatnot mm -hmm. too. So it's hard to say, but that's one thing that always pops to the top. I was going to say, like, how side. is how is plagiarism now being treated with ChatGPT? I mean, is ChatGPT isn't necessarily generating its own original ideas and original text. Yeah. So how how does a teacher go about dealing with that? Especially, uh, like, it, I'm thinking like ELA courses, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not easy, and a lot of teachers are having issues with it right now, mm -hmm. right? Um, there's a lot of uh, AI detectors that are out there, but the thing we need to think about with these chatbots is it doesn't save its output. So when it gives something that that a student can copy and paste, it's not like plagiarism, where a teacher can point to a specific instance of it being used. These AI detectors just like look for formulaic writing. Sure, they look for like mm. burstiness, they call it, and you know the certain perplexity and sentence length. Um, but there's no, wow. you know, tried and true way to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of these tools that are saying they're able to do this, there's, there's proof that, you know, it's it's um, marking original work incorrectly too, which is a yeah. little troublesome in and of we, itself. We were right? talking to our, our English department here at my district. And yeah. I, it, I think this too, with AI becoming such a hot button issue with plagiarism is... Our, our department was just speaking to the importance of knowing your students because yeah. you learn how they how they speak and how they write and they can pick up pretty easily if all of a sudden they get an AI generated yeah. essay on the Civil War and they're using <laughs> vocabulary that they otherwise probably wouldn't use. And, you know, yeah. even a couple of our teachers said, you know what, we would talk to students and say, hey, can you explain why you use this word? And, you know, they're deer yeah. in the headlights, right? So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but the thing is, not to catch you, but the thing is, they can still find the cliff notes. Think about it. So, right, yeah. so, so if you can say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and do this. But then the words, like you said, John, that they don't know, look them up, look up the background and cliff note level and still kind of what you call fake the funk. So they could still do that. Yeah. Right. But you would hope if they're putting that much effort into plagiarizing, they would just learn the material. Themselves. You would, but it's still easier. It's yeah. going to be less time. 
and energy expended. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. it still is more, but um, but you know, you know, Brian, it, it's so funny when I spoke to Brian behind the scenes, and he was like, "You sure you want me on? Because I'm not an extra." I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, just having you right now, you just totally." dispel that 100%. I'm not saying you're certified expert. Thank like you. I said, you know, and I mean, going back to the presentation, I mean, you talked about ChatGPT, um, which I actually, I had, I had actually gotten about two weeks before you even hit the presentation. So I started dibbling down on it. And so, you know, talking about these presentations that are being developed, talking about how spreadsheets, you know, um, for us now, SPOs, because that's mostly our, our listening audience. Um, how can we as SPOs, you know, seemingly incorporate AI tools into our workflow? Yeah. Um, well, with any tech tool, I always say like start small, right? Like you don't want to mm -hmm. change your practice too drastically. Like just experiment to see how it can incorporate with what you're already doing. Um, so like I talked about, like ask those dumb questions in a more natural language, right? Instead of like Googling for answers, you could just see what output that it kind of gives. Um, and then also maybe uh, one of the, the ways that you could do it is like composing things. So instead of those emails, you could ask it to write an email to so-and-so and, and kind of don't be that student that just copy pastes it, but maybe you're incorporating what it writes into uh, what you write. So kind of helping, it, uh, using it as a thought partner as you go through this. Um, and then one of the most important things I always have to remind people is like, it's a chat bot. So you want to iterate with this, right? When it yes. gives one output, you give it some feedback. Say, switch this around, add this detail. Sure, and it, yeah. it needs to be that ongoing conversation to really refine it and get it to where you want it to be. Makes um, sense. And, and there's like a buzzword right now with this, especially with working with students with prompt engineer, right? Okay. So you, you want to like, there's certain ways that these chat bots do best with the um, prompt that you give it. So if you are nice and clear with it, you give it that relevant information, maybe even provide it some examples of the output that you want. Um, okay. And you're just very specific with your language. Uh, you can kind of get the, the best output with it. Um, so yeah, like being iterative, tinkering with it, seeing how it works with what you're already doing. Um, and uh, yeah, just be like me. Just always have it open in a tab. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> so I may have to start doing to that. Yeah, see yeah. if I can sharpen my Excel or presentation skills yeah, a little yes. bit. <laughs> oh man, it's helped me cool. so much with Excel. Like I can't even tell you, right? Like instead of looking at those blog posts, it gives you some formulas and it explains yeah. to you how, why it works, right? I'm going to try that when we're done with this interview. I haven't tried it with yeah. Excel yet. I'm always looking up different formulas and different ways yeah. to be more efficient. So that, that's a good um, good way to yeah. go about it. Yeah. But You've spoken to them a little bit, but not everybody is as familiar with AI as you or others that may be using it on a regular basis. So for, for the common, the layperson, what are some of those misunderstandings that you found kind of in your work with yeah. AI? Uh, so it's not a search engine, right? It's it's generative. It's creating new content. Um, and uh, the the thing that we always need to keep in mind, it's not necessarily trustworthy. You know, we already see that with some things on the internet, but it, it's especially true with this. Uh, one of the, the words that comes up a lot with talking about these chatbots is hallucinating, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it, they're prone to just making up content uh, because it's answering based off of probability about what it thinks the next word is. It doesn't have a true understanding. Right. It doesn't wow. know Wait, you're saying it's not real? Not sentient yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. And, and we, that's the, the issue with this is like we kind of forget this with how um, – how great of a writer it is in return. Like we anthropomorphize it, right? We we give it all these human traits and, and we don't really 
take the time to realize that it's just you know proportionality that is giving us this sequence of words. Um, and and because it's designed to mimic humans, um, you know that it kind of can we give it misplaced trust because right. of that too, and it, it could be troublesome with that. So um, I, I think one of the tips I always give, I tell this to, to students too, when I, when I was uh, teaching, is mm-hmm. we want to do lateral reading, and and that just means that every time you get a piece of information, doesn't matter if it's from a Google search, if it's from a TikTok video. Just open up a new tab and search for that. See if you could find that on another website as well. Got it. Um, and, and there's lots of research behind that. Stanford did some tremendous research to show that's the most effective tip that we can give anyone uh, searching for, for information online is just to, to laterally search. It's a for, second for doctor's opinion, right? Sort of but, like that. It's like a yeah, secondary doctor's opinion. Exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, be, because, yeah, we just got to, in, in a way, kind of doubt every piece of information that we get. Right. Uh, and just kind of confirm that. And, and we have the world's information at our fingertips, so we, we should really use it. So we're not quite at the cybernetic systems Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator <laughs> cyborg yet, right? Not yet, right. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, then, what, what's your, in your opinion, where do you think we're going to go? I mean, you think it'll yeah. become more commonplace and utilized, you know, more widespread? I mean, obviously, we can't really yeah. forecast that directly, but where since you think AI goes from here? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's always unpredictable and hard to say. And like going back to our conversation before, in some ways it's built into our day-to-day already, right? Like we use it with Siri, we use it with Google Maps. Um, so it's going to be built more into our day-to-day. And one of the things I, I heard this quote and it kind of st- stuck with me, that AI will accelerate both poor and good practices, right? Um, and, you know, my perspective, I always think of the classroom. In some ways, technology has already accelerated some poor practices, Right. We have like passive learning from just watching video lectures or worksheets that are digital, um, you know, so how we can kind of move on and, and recognize how it's accelerating the poorer practices and, and move towards the better things. Um, yeah. And then, like I talked about a little bit before, like it's going to be embedded into existing systems. Uh, Google okay. and Microsoft have um, some tremendous plans for being able to incorporate all of this different piecemeal information that you may have in those accounts in order to say, pull in transcripts from video meetings, to pull in your your sparse notes and be able to generate full presentations for you. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna see these tools built more and more into that. And we're, and we're, you know, it will draft emails for us. It will create summaries of text. Um, so that's that's like, in these already existing systems is, I can't is wait. kind of the most interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In some way, it's nice, right? It's like that yeah. personal secretary to do all that that work for you. Yeah. 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 Don't have to pay her. Well, yeah. unless, yeah. You the, unless you get the higher version model, <laughs> yes. right? <laughs> yes. There will always yeah. be a premium version, I think, too. <laughs> yeah. Always a paid subscription. Yes. Uh, you yeah. mentioned companies like Google and Microsoft really use utilizing AI and ChatGPT. But yeah. more recently in the news, there's been other CEOs, you know, Elon Musk stands out where he publicly stated that there should be a moratorium on AI until I think I'm paraphrasing. We know where it's going, whatever that means. Yeah. What, what, what is your take on that? Why do you think some of these giant tech CEOs are a little more hesitant to kind of lean into AI? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in some way, I think it's a little self-serving, right? Sure. Like they they want to kind of catch up. <laughs> there's yeah. always money at stake and there's there's very much an arms race right now. Um, but with that arms race, uh, it becomes just a competition as who can get there first. Right. Um, without thinking of all of the guardrails that we need to put up to make sure that 
it's providing accurate, safe information. It's it's not having um, you know negative effects. To to think about that. So I I think it's true and definitely that we need to um, yeah think of the safety measures that should be put in place to to make sure uh, you know that that everyone can use this safely. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting and and very telling in the next few years to see where AI is going. I mean, it's, yeah, and sure. and it's in its infancy, I guess, in our usage. But just considering where it is, considering how young it is, I yeah. can't imagine what it's going to be like in a few years. So it's mm-hmm. uh, going to be really interesting. But as we wind down here, um, any guests that we have on our podcast, we always give them kind of an opportunity to part our listeners with some advice. So if you're talking to a school business official that's been in the seat their entire career, somebody who's just kind of getting into the field, what kind of advice can you offer today? Yeah, I I think the, I would just say, just just start using these chatbots, right? Uh, They're free, they're accessible, um, you know, just to see what it can do to start. And then uh, start to see what parts of your job you can kind of incorporate into your workflow. Um, I mean, you could sign up for ChatGPT for free. If you have a free Google account, you just go to bard.google.com. They have their own version of a chatbot. Uh, so they're they're at your fingertips for you to kind of experiment with. Like toe um, in the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get, and get ahead yeah. of the curve, right? Like yeah. start to figure out, experiment mm-hmm. with it, be familiar with it, uh, and, and you know, be iterative, right? Like right. use it as a, as a chatbot. Yeah. 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 Well, Brian, thank you so much for your time today. This is a yes, awesome conversation. So and yeah. uh, I mean, your knowledge of AI is really impressive and I'm sure we're probably going to have you back on again to see would, <laughs> once things evolve. Yeah. <laughs> this is lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But uh, at any rate, uh, thank you again for coming on. It was such a pleasure yes, speaking with you thank today. You, Brian. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you again for tuning into SBO Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Brian today. Uh, he he sure knows mm-hmm. the stuff about AI. It's uh, really fascinating. He does, and yeah. he was so modest when I spoke to him, you know, and I told him after that, you know, presentation, I, I knew he just, he knows way more than, I mean, think about the people, you know, in our circle and stuff like that. So it's yeah. great to have one. And I got to say, you know, and I probably have said this before, not all episodes are created equal. And I only say that in that we had a lot of fun here. And I'm yeah. not saying that we don't have fun in every episode. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, this one, uh, it was really great. So listeners out there, yeah. catch a glimpse of this um, and get a little tidbits here and there. You know, I, I'm looking forward to getting more into my chat GBT. Yeah, have, Jack, have you tried it yet? Have you have you tried it out? I have, yeah. Just just silly stuff, you know, not the yeah. only serious. Just kind of like see engaging it. But now I want to take things up. We got the summertime, you know, things will slow down a little bit. Um, you know, just behind the scenes, you know, see, see what you can do. So, you know, I, I won that award uh, this past June in New York. And when yep. I got notified that I had won, I just threw into ChatGPT like an acceptance speech and was real specific about ASBO and like business officials. And okay. it was kind of scary how, how good it was. Now, I didn't it use was, it. Wow. I was just I was just curious to see what it would come back with. But it was able yeah. to articulate things about our profession that, you know, the lay person wouldn't know. So it was pretty kind of interesting, kind of scary, kind of exciting. Well, there's two things he stated that I thought were really big. One is that like it should be your companion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing is cross-reference. And so that's what you're really doing, right? You want to make sure it's your words, your knowledge, you're speaking it. But right. hey, it's your companion. It's just personal assistant. Get some, yeah, yeah. Get some, Give you know, a little leg up, you know? Yeah, inside. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, so we hope all of you, you know, kind of dip your toe into the waters of AI, and hopefully it's a mm-hmm. good tool for you. But uh, at any rate, thank you all again for tuning in and your continued support, and we'll see you next week.